welcome to the Soda Streams podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the Shane Dawson controversy that a lot of people are currently. Next, we're going to be moving on to fortune telling. Then we're going to go on to the new LGBT flag since it is Pride Month. And finally, <laughs> we're going to be ending with My Hero Academia. Just, just talking a little about that. And today... Where is my intro? I was getting there. So today we are here. <laughs> we are with Shark, Sharkbait, <laughs> the famous streamer with a whole 14 subscribers on Twitch. If you want to plug your hey, stuff, more than... you can. <laughs> that's more viewers than this podcast. <laughs> Currently, but you don't know how long it's going to go into the future. Okay, so let's just start off right off the bat with the first thing, the Shane Dawson controversy. So I know you wanted to talk a little, about, a little bit about this. So like, what are your points, I guess? Okay, baby mama. First of all, <laughs> um, I think Shane Dawson was canceled a long time ago. Um, and he's been pretty irrelevant. So first of all, I think all of this coming up now is really just at an awkward and bad time. Like Shane Dawson hasn't made a video in months and suddenly he's talking about, oh, he's in the beauty community and blah, blah, blah. Like Shane Dawson hasn't made a YouTube video in a long time. No one's even thought about this man. And suddenly he's coming back up with all this shit. And I guess it's kind of relevant now. Um, especially with all his like racial comments but I think people are trying to cancel Shane Dawson for the wrong kind of reasons yeah I mean yeah. you heard about some up though um in his past regarding YouTube's number one favorite charge pedophilia um <laughs> so basically uh I watched a little bit of his apology video I didn't go all the way through it um oh, I watched the apology video <laughs> wow what a what a true blue so i haven't a shane dawson fan for a while but at the end of the day i mean the apology videos are boring and they, they they do get a lot of hate for people but i went through this comment section and saw a little bit because i at first didn't really know too much about this controversy until i started to like look more into it and a lot of the comment mm-hmm. section was saying like this is the way it's every single time where he he does something wrong and he comes up and he's like I'm sorry, I apologize. I was in, like, a very dark place. I just really need your forgiveness right now. And the thing about it is there's so much shit in his past that hasn't really been brought up before. And now it's starting to, like, get dug up now. So a lot of people in the comment section, like, specifically are being, like, Shane, like, Jeffree Star, James Tart, like, the beauty community, they changed you. And I'm, like, I don't think they really changed him. I think he was just always kind of like this. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I like his content, and I've been with him for, what, 2020 now? Probably, like, five or six years um but now a lot of the stuff like that he wasn't getting attacked on is starting to surface in his past along with the tweets that he made um only like a weekish ago so the pedophilia charges are coming out um i know the main one is that he he called a girl sexy like six-year-old girl sexy apparently and i don't know about the six-year-old girl specifically but i do know the one account that i know people are bringing up oh yeah he's been doing this for a while and Um, i mean that's creepy um, as fuck but i don't know if it really like you know gets to the point where you should cancel someone fully that's all i'm gonna say i just think he okay first of all and he did make a very solid point that the podcast that people brought up i remember when i was super into shane i used to listen to his podcast and i remember hearing that being like oh okay like whatever he's trying to make it Dawson watched it and now looking back or yeah looking back today and like looking at those 
his content on his podcast where he was like, you know what I think is sexy is like infants and like looking. Like, I forgot what he said, but he yeah. mentioned something about like justifying pedophilia. Yeah. But he did make a good point that people had cut out the part where he's like talking about legitimate pedophilia and like saying it's disgusting and it's wrong. And then only people only recorded the part where he made the joke about it. Um, again, that's not, well, my biggest point is like humor has changed over the years, especially the past two. And these were all from several years ago. And while it may not have been okay then, it's not okay now, that people's humor have changed. Fine, old YouTube videos, everything that was so popular and so funny was because of really gross humor like that, racist humor, and just the shock factor humor that everyone was really into. Um, so I think people bringing that shit up now is kind of irrelevant. Um, however, I do think that because he, he's talked about this before. Do I think Shane's a pedophile? No. But has he made really shitty content that he should just get kicked off the internet for? I, I do believe so. Yeah. Like, uh, regarding the podcast um, that he had, um, there was another content or comment he made that did come up in his past that I was very, very with. I think it was probably around a year ago now. But it was about um, him fucking his cat. So he... <laughs> I don't know if this is a quote, but he did say I remember it. that. Yeah, I just I, I asked him from Kobe here, and I was like, rub my dick on his leg, and I, I, I came on it. Um, I think that's around what he said. And it's an obvious joke. That's an yeah, obvious an joke. Obvious I don't joke. see how people can think that's shit, real. Isn't it just think, like, that, I think a lot of the pedophilia like, things he said on his podcast were also jokes. Um, but at the end of the day, it was still shit he said. And he should be a lot more careful with what he says on the internet because, I mean, this is the internet. Oh, yeah. I think he should. I think he's done. I think that he can never recover from this. People now are very just on the head attacking people who say and make jokes about um, disheartening things. And I think that's okay. But, I mean, it's a little late. <laughs> You're a little late <laughs> to the party. Um because he said this a long time ago. He addressed all of this a long time ago. Um, but I think Shane Dawson should have left the internet a long time ago. Yeah. My biggest thing is I don't think this should bring be brought up now. I do think he should definitely 100% be held accountable. But I guess my confusion is like, what has Shane Dawson brought to the table in months? And like almost like half a year. Like we haven't heard. He's kind of fell off the grid. He once he stopped making his conspiracy videos <laughs> she, and um, just moved on to like, yeah, like it's, bitch. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Shane Dawson's um, just done. I don't know. For I, good. I've seen this before with YouTube channels, and it's very much like shit starts going downhill. Just they do something to get a lot of attention. Like this isn't these two things. Like the two channels. Like one channel I'm gonna talk about um, in comparison to Shane Dawson. They aren't super similar channels at all, but I feel like the principle can still apply. So essentially, I think this channel is called Extreme. Um, and they're basically a clickbait channel who did a bunch of giveaways and stuff. And their thought was not, um, people come for the content, they come for the giveaways. They did giveaways as like their special thing. And I think that can be applied to another channel and possibly even mm -hmm. Shane Dawson, where it's like, their thought as a creator is they're not coming for the content, they're coming for the tea. 
um because Shane Dawson doing a lot of conspiracy like not conspiracy video videos right. um, a lot of his documentary style videos a lot of his tea and he might be thinking that nowadays and since he hasn't released he hasn't been able to release since of the macaroni virus um he hasn't been able to release his long-form documentary videos in almost a year now i believe and a lot of people are probably starting to lose interest in him because of that because you can see he released a video called like a demon in my house and nobody really cared about that they're like okay shane go off whatever yeah, yeah. i didn't even bother for a sub count it. i did fairly poorly um and i think he's doing what extreme gamers did where once their channel started going downhill they both faked having a terminal illness um one of the brothers said that they had um kidney failure um but the videos leading up to that just days before they like there was nothing wrong with them like they acted totally normal stuff and they they made it out to seem like this problem that they were having with their bodies was so intense that they would not be able to even make videos anymore and it's like you were just making videos before like and you're still doing it now um, another one said they had extreme vertigo and that they got acne from it which you don't get acne from vertigo oh. but okay sweetie no. um but going back to shane dawson off of that i think this controversy because he he threw out the essays and deleted them very quickly so it might that was so dumb yeah. that added so much gasoline yeah. to the fire and made it a whole different issue then he brought up james charles and like he and even in his video he's like i was trying to be funny and i'm like shane you're in this shit because you were trying to be yeah. funny and he you think being funny is gonna help you it's, it's are you not kidding and there was just so much wrong with it yeah um it's yeah he has to like learn from his mistakes and like definitely know what to do differently next time but i think uh he might have tried to throw like you said fuel to the fire essentially um onto the flames in order to do what extreme games essentially did I and mean, do something controversial something big so they'd get a bunch of support and a bunch of viewers and a bunch of subscribers so people will take notice of him again because even uh i don't agree with this personally the saying good publicity all all publicity is good publicity um i don't believe that person mm. personally but you can't argue that by him doing this he is getting a lot of traffic and that might be making him that might be making oh, him yeah. some money because people are probably looking into his old videos and he was able to make an apology video out of this, which um, I don't know if it was monetized. YouTube might monetize it um, uh, automatically. But even if he wasn't gaining money off of this controversy, he was still getting a lot of traffic and his name's getting thrown out a lot more during a time that he wasn't able to do much. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that brings a whole nother light to it. I haven't heard, like I said, I have not heard Jay Dawson in such a long time. No one has thought about thought twice about him. And now it's suddenly the biggest thing. And people are like, we have to do something about Shane Dawson. It's like, no, don't give him any more attention. <laughs> He's had enough. You're, you're making He's it had some highs in his past. Um, but for all the good things he's, oh, yeah, done, I... he's done a lot of things like this, so to speak. Yeah. Um, his humor is really like just digging him a deeper and deeper hole. And I like want to say that just... It makes me really sad because I, I love Shane's channel. I love the videos he used to do. I love the conspiracies. And it was just like watching his conspiracy his conspiracy theory videos <laughs> um, just kind of like was so just entertaining and like really inspiring to like look into my own like conspiracies and like learn more about it. And then now he's just known for his racism and like pedophile jokes and like fucking yeah. his cat. And it kind of like to me, he's like, really reaching off of that 
And like now he's like the whole with him and Jeffree Star. What did bug me before this all came to light was how close he was with Trisha Paytas. Do you know anything yeah, about Trisha Paytas? Yeah, um, they were super close, and like they were they were essentially seen as like brother and sister to a certain extent because of how much they they cared for each yeah. other. And then Trisha Paytas did a whole lot of shit. Yeah. And Shane threw her a birthday yeah. party. Shane, a lot of the thing that's been coming up with him a lot is he does really intense videos, but if he thinks that you are worth redeeming, he is very soft on you. Like the whole Jake Hall thing. Oh. Um, he he said like if he was lying, that he would just walk away. And the problem with that statement is that there isn't really a way to know that he was lying unless you already had information on him mm. that you were going to essentially test against him but if you really look at the jake paul videos you can see like he was hated by the community and did a lot of fucked up shit and Shane Austin just comes in and it wasn't like he wasn't holding him accountable he was like sort of redeeming him a lot of people after that was really pissed because shane didn't really do what he was gonna like he said he was gonna do he really redeemed somebody who was not worth their time and in the long run he really just gave him a platform and people to be like yeah Jake Paul. <laughs> and then Jake Paul makes money off someone else's fundraiser and loots or I don't I literally cannot tell the difference between what Logan does <laughs> the and what same Jake person. does. <laughs> I don't know. I at the end of the day, it's like should this new controversy that comes up take him off the internet and like realistically, I don't think it's going to take him off the internet. People are going to do what they've always done and they're going to forget it within a few weeks and it's um probably not going to affect his bottom line really much at all he's gonna probably stay the same mostly um but do i think he will get like taken off eventually i like 100 percent think something's gonna happen to him eventually he's gonna do some shit that is really gonna fuck him over like he's gonna like austin jones shit you know like some like like unredeemable no apology video shit well you know what's sad is because i don't think Shane never started off like this and Shane was such a good YouTuber. I remember loving Shane because he was the least problematic YouTuber on YouTube. And then he started the documentaries and being close like brothers with like Jeffree Star. And that's when shit kind of came out and he was just became like unapologetic. He's like, I'm in the beauty community and I am above this drama. And it's like, Shane, you are digging yeah. yourself a deeper hole. And that happens with a lot of YouTubers though, where they start off very cute and very fresh and they have a fun time. And then the the longer they spend on the platform, the more toxicity just seeps into them and they they get fucked over. And this is what they become. And then they go downhill and they have a mental breakdown and they become Gabby <laughs> Hanna. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Shane Dawson's the new Gabby Hanna confirmed. Hashtag Shane Dawson's over party. hashtag i hope all of this just really like boosts james charles i have been in love with james charles since forever and like his kind of like um cancellation party didn't rub right with me tossy westbrook like revealed like the tea so to speak but a lot of the shit she said she didn't have any evidence for to back up so everyone's pissed at james charles and i think a few days later he he came back he made his own video with the facts and shit and he showed, like, receipts and, like, factual evidence, like, what she's saying was not true. And then everyone was like, what the fuck? And then Jeffrey Star got involved. And it kind of became this huge thing where it wasn't like, look how Je- James Charles fucked up. It was more like, look 
how these two other beauty keepers attempted to exploit James Charles for like revenue essentially um right but I don't know YouTube controversy is kind of a fucking shit show and at the end of the day unless you do some like unforgivable shit then it's gonna be forgiven I think Shane Dawson's definitely gonna lose his subscribers and his like YouTube fame to a certain extent but I don't think he's gonna like really fall off I mean James Charles didn't fall off the grid but he lost a lot of subscribers like millions of subscribers and I don't think that's gonna happen to Shane Dawson because people are like really forgiving and like oh this was years ago and like whatever and like forgive him you know what he was doing like he's a grown-ass fucking man and people are still babying him I I think that people are still gonna watch Shane Dawson but what's really sad about James Charles is that he still has that stigma of like he's just a kid he doesn't know what he's doing he's just like like whatever Shane Dawson said in his tweet he needed the um a sense of reality or whatever the size of the Empire State Building or to be humbled like that yeah okay I think still James Charles is really hurt from all this drama more than Shane ever will be and Jeffree Star is still making billions of dollars and that's just kind of how the world works it's just kind of fuck you you know that's what makes the world go uh, okay let's move on to our second topic so our next topic is going to be fortune telling a little more lighthearted, <laughs> a little more fun gotta mix for- them in there i forgot about her what are we going to talk about okay, fortune so- telling i think we should talk more about like randonautica yeah. i don't know shit about fortune Crystal telling balls, am i right i don't know <laughs> that's I, the one note you have it's fortune telling uh, it's essentially oh i feel like this more leads into how the cia published um how we're in like essentially a simulation did you hear about that at all i mean even if we are in a simulation like nothing like what's gonna change like that's facts that's what i'm thinking again but you should get a tiktok to because that's where i'm getting my news tiktok i am educated baby i know my (laughs) shit (laughs) No, but what the thing is about TikTok though, like something can get boosted so fast and everyone's gonna know about it so quickly. TikTok, so who knows and, even well right, but they say my thing real. is like at at least That's the problem. No no no, but what I'm saying is that it at least like encourages you to look into it yourself. So like if someone's like, Oh, the president died, it's like, Oh really? And then you look into it and like, Oh, the president didn't die. Because that was like a big prank for a little bit that I was even into, like that Trump like killed himself or whatever. Yeah, I mean, okay, I have, like, a problem with, like, the media, though, because, like, the thing is, if, if we, like, we'll come, to, we'll come back to fortune telling, whatever, um, <laughs> but, like, the thing with the media is it's, like, like, CNN and, like, Fox and Bloomberg and all, like, the fucking large organizations that report on news, they do report on the shitty stuff, and people don't realize that, because I, like, one of those things was going around, like, interesting how all the media like media news organizations stopped reporting on the protest once the rioting and like looting stopped and it's like yeah i mean what'd you expect um because at the end of the day they they want views they're making money off of it and people don't want to hear there was a nice protest in sacramento california where nobody got hurt they want to be like in new york a fucking building got burned down and a bitch got smashed because that's interesting. <laughs> that's what I thought was weird about the protests in our area was that they were on like no news, no newscasters or whatever. 
no one any, said anything about it. But the one thing that did get on the the national news was the city next to us that was they fucking looted. raided. Yeah. So that's what mm. that's what matters. The the discourse. Nobody cares about the fun times. I know that's sad. I know it's like you're you're making these protests look a lot worse than they actually are. But at the end of the day, that is like what fucking matters is the discourse, and you kind of have to. But that's what I like uh, about social. That's medias. what I hate about social media. Actually, that's not specifically what I hate. Those are like those are media outlets. My thought, like 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 the news. Okay, my, thought, my problem with social media. And just people on social media, not like the news outlets, but like individualized people like on, like you said, TikTok or Instagram or Twitter or even Snapchat even, is that they spread a lot of shit and that shit just isn't true to a certain extent. Like, you'll believe a lot of what they say and then you look into it and you're like, wait, no, this isn't true. Because at least the media reports on shit that is mostly true. I'm not going to say all of it is because it's not. But a lot of what they say is backed up to some extent. And... Like, okay, for instance, this is kind of like a smaller thing, but um, the whole feminist women's right movement. I saw a post recently that was uh, on Twitter that a lot of people were screenshotting, putting on their Instagram and Snapchat stories. And it um, it was about Medusa. It was like Medusa got raped and she got punished for it. Interesting how male culture really blinked. Oh, the Greek mythology? And the like thing about Medusa? that is Medusa wasn't raped. Um, Medusa... I'm pretty Medusa sure had she... consenting Wait. sex inside Athena's temple with Poseidon. And what happened was Athena <laughs> got triggered at Poseidon and uh, Medusa. And since Poseidon's a fucking god, Athena couldn't do shit to her. Because essentially having sex in someone else's temple, that's blasphemy. You're like taking a shit on them. So she got super triggered and she did something <laughs> ironic to Medusa, which was like, since you're so attractive and like sexualized, I'm going to do something that'll make it so nobody will ever want to look at you. Which is why she became Medusa. Um, it was unfair, but if Poseidon We're had sex with another female god, that wouldn't have happened. Um, so at the end of the day, it's like, fucking fact check what you're saying, because you'll just kind of look stupid when somebody like me, who knows slightly too much about mythology for some fucking reason, comes up and is like, Medusa wasn't <laughs> raped, but okay. I thought Medusa was always a gorgon. No, she was turned into a gorgon because she had sex. Which oh. is blasphemy if you do it in someone else's fucking temple. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it was unfair, but like, what are you going to do? It was fucking, she was fucking another god. Like, what? You can't just do, you can't just fucking turn Medusa. Going back to social yeah. media, I think that. The the news outlets will be will be biased and will not show everything, not the whole truth. Um, so I think essentially we can say the same. Like we can't a hundred percent rely on one source of media um, because everything's going to be biased no matter what. But I what I do like about like TikTok or maybe not Twitter because I don't really trust Twitter anymore. But um, um, Instagram is that people are filming it right then and there. Um, you you can't. There's nothing really that you can fake about um, police yeah. officers like beating somebody because that you're filming it right then and there, and they are, and that's the truth. And the thing um, is, maybe someone could be saying some bullshit online, but yeah, it's the like the problem isn't what you just pick and choose who you're going to trust. Isn't really what you're seeing on social media; it's what you're hearing. Because people can falsify <laughs> a lot of shit, um, and it's not hard. Because you can just type out a. Oh, type yeah. out a fucking comment to some popular person's Instagram right the fuck now 
um, about how police summons the devil, and it'll probably, like, not specifically that, of course, but, like, it will, it'll get someone believing it, um, and I don't stand with police, ACAB fucking hate Panthers, um, but I, oink, oink. I do think a lot of people are going to see a comment that isn't true, that stands with their opinion and immediately run with that and be like, look at this. This is true. This is factual. I saw this on um, a beauty vlogger's Instagram post. Cause like, what the fuck? It's not everything you hear that fits your opinion is true. I did. I do agree. I did see this one post that it was like, Donald Trump makes fun of George Floyd's death. And he's like, it's a video clip of him saying like, Oh, I can't breathe in like a mocking sort of way. And people were really upset, obviously. But it that like video clip was filmed like months ago and had nothing to do with George Floyd. But people took that one segment of him saying like I can't breathe in a mocking way and it was like he's making fun of George Floyd. And like as much as I hate the guy, that yeah. didn't happen, you know, for George Floyd. It's a lot of shit. On both sides of the spectrum, people are gonna make up shit for their yeah. bias. And really there's nothing that we can do. Yeah. And just pick and choose who to believe. And it's kind of sad, but welcome to the modern age. Okay, so let's let's touch a little bit on fortune telling because I think there's going to be a lot of fortune telling connoisseurs out there who are going to get triggered at us. Uh, I'll be real, I I don't know too much. I kind of know palm readings and I kind of know like tarot cards, which are fortune telling esque. Um, what palm readings? It was three lines in your hand, like lifeline. And then the two other lines that I don't remember the names of. Um, and then you essentially just read those and that's where you get your fortune from. Uh, well, I don't know about palm reading. I don't know about palm but reading either. It's, I've it's, done... It's lines in your hands, like, I don't know. <laughs> you were fucking born with them. Your mom has probably the exact same <laughs> Your mom's same her fortune for you. <laughs> um, but I do know more about, like, tarot reading. And when it comes to, like, I have read people's tarot's um and sometimes it'll be like really crazy out there but so then no but like out there as in like accurate like I remember reading this one person's tarot and it was like the past present future three card um and um it was you experienced a death you're overcoming it and your future you have great success and that person literally just lost their father and I was like oh I'm so sorry (laughs) to bring that up (laughs) he was like crying and I was he was like no, this is great. This is exactly what I wanted to hear, blah, blah, blah. So I do think, me personally being really spiritual, I I think it has a lot to do with, quote unquote, fortune telling is more of that yeah. manifesting, which may or may not been proven by the <laughs> CIA. I don't know. I've not looked into yeah, it. because <laughs> I read tarot too, and um, I've invested a decent amount of money in it. I've put over $50 into them. But at the end of the day, I don't yeah. think that when someone, when you read someone's fortune, that it's going to be accurate every time. But I do think that reading someone's fortune really can give them clarity in a time in their life where it might be foggy and they don't know what to do. Right. Because I would never rely on, like, my... On what to do entirely. On, yeah, on I would never cards. rely. Mm-hmm. But I'd be like, it, it would always say good things like, Adam, be, be the bigger person. Stand up for yourself. I'm like, okay, and I'll do that. And my, I'll make sure to, like have a clear head and like stand up for myself in the future but i'm not gonna be like oh i should do this thing because the cards told me to treat tarot less of something like less of like a switch 
to, to choose just what you want to do with your life and think of it more like a suggestion. Because I don't think everything that comes out of tarot is factual, but I, I do appreciate people who you know how to read cards. I, I like reading cards as well. I just It's fun. And I think that a lot of good things come out, come out of something that maybe seen as a spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, but along with that, there are, are a lot of people that go into fortune telling um, sessions, like full on things, palm readings. I don't even know if crystal balls are really like a huge thing. From what I've seen on TV, of course, um, and like tarot reading and all that, mm-hmm. it's more of an and aesthetic. they they come into those thinking like I'm gonna I want to get this out of it. Maybe they just like have like their grandparent die or something, and they want some closure. And there are a lot of people that utilize that to their advantage and try to kind of prey on these people for their money. Like, oh well, maybe this tarot reading didn't work, but this could work. So just give me another thirty dollars, and I can do this for you. And like, oh well, that didn't work either, but maybe <laughs> this will work. And I. I think or it does work and then they keep coming back yeah. to purchase like pseudo whatever it's treat treat these people with respect if you're going to be reading their fortunes and um, I don't know maybe you are a fucking like savant when it comes to uh, reading people's <laughs> fortunes and such and you can legit just tell the future or talk to that like I know I feel like real mediums do exist um, mm-hmm. but if you're gonna pull a Sylvia Brown and be one of those people that just praise other people. It's like think about what you're doing. It, yeah. it might be easy, um, money, but I mean you could essentially do the same thing and just learn palm reading and tarot card reading and like fortune telling. It's not it's not too hard. It takes a little while, but it's not too hard. I think the thing is too, um, like because we have a fortune teller in our in our city um and they're like the most expensive reader i have ever met i was so excited to go and be like oh i would love to like they were like 90 dollars for a palm reading i was like fuck no um that's why i would always like i'll I'll, like always have my tarot in my purse or whatever and people are like oh you do tarot i'm like yeah would you want to read for free because that's something that, like, yeah, that's, yeah. like, enlightening. Like, I, I don't understand. I get it. It's your business. But to overcharge that, yeah, that much for people who just want clarity. And, and like, oh, It's expensive, yeah. yeah, too. But palm readings, all right, here are my prices. Palm readings should be, like, five fucking dollars. If you're well-known and established, maybe ten. Because palm readings doesn't take that much time. It's just explaining to someone, essentially. You can do it under an hour. Um, you could do that crap online, you do, too. Like, Okay, if you're going to do, like, a $50... You can buy a $5 yeah. tarot pack and then Google the meanings. Honestly, like, if you really wanted to, like, do something with, like, um, fortune telling and not seem like you're fucking scamming people, I think you could definitely invest in, like, like learn how to palm read, learn how to, like, tell tarots, um, maybe crystal ball, crystal ball stuff, if that really happens. And um, <laughs> you could, like, make, like, a $40, $50 pack um at your your fortune telling place and kind of bundle them together and be like you can like this is a decent amount of money fifty dollars maybe it's an hour and a half of work that's well above minimum wage you could make money off of that and you wouldn't be scanning people because that's that's not insane to ask for i feel like for the amount of time you're putting into them especially mm-hmm. and i get it it's like you have a gift and you want to share it and it's expensive but it's like to really to make people pay to do something so spiritual and deep and something so sensitive and personal 
I think it's very just kind of wrong. Capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a little capitalist to me. Let me get that out there. I don't dislike capitalism. I think it works well for America, for a lot of countries. <laughs> um, it's got flaws. But like capitalism everything. does support. Does it make us racist to like capitalism? <laughs> capitalism does um, support people who who don't have really a moral compass because they can just do shit they don't feel bad about and monetize it. Um, and I think it does prey on a lot of people who are weak, but doesn't help. At the end of the day, it is, a, it is a very economically stable. It's, it's okay. Here's my thought. What I say is I say socialism makes a country happy. Capitalism makes a country strong. And it's like, Ooh. people are like, why does a country socialists all the time ask me, why does a country need to be strong? And it's like, if you look at all the benefits that uh, global superpower countries have that are capitalist, it comes with a lot of benefits. I mean, just like you on the global stage offers a lot of power. And I think that sacrificing some morality can overall help people monetarily, which can go further. Um, and also, social little countries are expected to live in as hell. Humans so if you oh yeah if you really want socialism you better already be fairly wealthy <laughs> i think essentially humans are just like really greedy um when it comes to anything you can put a price tag on anything and people are gonna buy it yeah. um but i mean what can we do yeah <laughs> welcome to life <laughs> Okay, hi. So this is an editor's note, and basically we decided to cut the part where we talk about the pride flag and just skip over that entirely, but we are willing to talk about it in a later episode. It's just that we didn't really think it fit the tone of the podcast that we were trying to go for, and especially for the first episode, is a fairly controversial topic. And on the internet, it doesn't really matter what opinion we have or what we say because someone's always going to be mad. But if you guys are interested in that, we are willing to talk about it again in a later episode once things become more developed. Thank you. And then we'll, we're going to end this with uh, our last topic. It's a little more lighthearted and a little more fun. So we're hanging out. Okay, good. Sounds like we should not end yeah. and talk about racism. So um, every every podcast, we're going to do a little, a little form of media, be it like video games or movies, or like TV show or maybe even a book or something. Um, and Yes! Let's talk about Sonic! We're going to talk about our opinions on that and why we enjoyed it or why we disliked it. Um, And that'll be the way to end all of it. Sonic Forces. So our first episode isn't going to be Sonic Forces. We're talking about My Hero Academia. Sonic Mania. Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) So we're both weeaboos to a certain extent. Uh, Actually, no. Weeaboo is kind of like a hard term. I called someone a weeaboo a little while ago and they're like, I'm not a weeaboo. And it now when I like looked up what it was, I was like, oh fuck, wait, I don't want to be a Wii U either. Um, we're anime enthusiasts. Well, even the term like <laughs> we're anime enthusiasts, not weeb. People are like trying to cancel the word weeb. <laughs> I guess. Um, but we both like my hero. It's probably top three anime is my hero probably be up there. So you start us off because I'm taking a drink. As I stare at well, as I stare at my Izuku Midoriya body pillow looking across from me, I like to say mm-hmm. that I absolutely hate this anime. <laughs> And I'm not even saying that ironically. <laughs> it's all right. 
Honestly, let's go through the seasons. So first season, slap. It slaps. Let's like it slaps. Slap. It slaps. Um, <laughs> Started really you, fast, but I mean, can't help that. A lot of people probably aren't super into it, and I've heard a lot about my hero, but I do recommend it. And it's not. It's four seasons long currently. It's definitely bingeable. Um, if you really want to go for that. Um, I think it's a good show. And even if you don't like shonens, maybe give it a try. Because I didn't really like superhero stuff um, until I saw this. And I was like, oh. Because my main problem with a lot of superhero things that are like Americanized are look at this superhero. And I'm like, okay, well, I want to find out what his power is. And they just spread his asshole open. And like, this is his power. And I'm like, that's a really boring power. Okay. And I don't like it. I am bored. Um, and my hero kind of dances X-Men. around that. We're like, what's the power? And like, they give you like a little taste test. And they're like, what's it going to be? And you find out what it is. And you're like, well, wow, that's a really weird power. And I kind of like it. I think it's interesting. I did like that they were unique. They're very interesting. Point. I mean, the show is, you know, as a the concept as a whole is incredible. Um, I just think that it could be portrayed better. <laughs> <laughs> I have very mixed views. However, I will say my favorite season is the third season. And while I do love the episode in the fourth season where they're singing and crap, I guess, <laughs> I hated it. You didn't like the fourth season? It was a what? No, it essentially the, was the what? First arc of the, 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 the very beginning the first was arc great. Of the, fourth was the very good. beginning, the first and couple then, episodes. Yeah, the, the last, last, yeah. And then it became an old man clout chasing with a lolly <laughs> on the internet. And then there was singing. <laughs> and then it cucked us for the very ending of the, oh, the season. So and then we have to wait another and fucking even year. When they showed us his quirk, it was like, what the fuck? It's not even interesting. The girls. Oh, I like cool. when they, I like when the quirk. That's another thing that the female portrayal. Oh yeah, I'm not even going to touch on how scary. they were incredibly skinny shamed or fat shamed in the in the anime compared to the manga. Um, but um, every female character, no matter what their quirk, how strong they are, how cool they are, yeah, how smart they are, they have always end up being some male protagonist like side piece. Oh, Chaco got fucked. Oh, are we gonna cuss cuss in this podcast? That's like a lot. No, we're fine. <laughs> okay. Well, Chaco got can cuss, but we ain't, we ain't gonna um, use. What's her? La Bravo got. La Bravo was like a child. She's like an exception. La Bravo was an adult. Uh, La Bravo could have been. Look, incre- I thought she her was gonna do something with like technology. Look at her character design, bitch. That's a child. No, no, no. Right, because anime does that, and they make adults look like lollies to make them legal. God, so fucking. Anyway. Weird. We'll touch on that another time. Yeah, don't worry about time. that. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't worry. We're gonna get into Her this later. Quirk was very um, much like, look, I'm I'm a female. This is not a man's quirk. Look, I'm a female supporting my yeah, man. That was exactly what uh, yeah. On the basis of love. Ugh, it was. I want. I thought her quirk was gonna be something to do with technology. That would be she can so hack into things. Like we got another quirk. like Sombra. Speaking of Sombra, and then they um, made her a side piece support character. Sombra's the best fictional character. Don't argue with me. <laughs> A Mexican going into computer programming? What do you mean? <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. Um, also, some of the quirks are just, you know. I think it's going to kind of go through a thing what JoJo goes through. I don't know if you've seen that. 
where power progression is fucked up, which every anime kind of goes through. Um, but at a certain point, it's just going to become like, my power is really fucking impossibly powerful. And everyone's going to be like, wow, this is kind of bullshit. When's the next season? I do think that um, Deku's quirk is really OP. However, like he can't even like get into it. Yeah, he can't get it up. <laughs> I can't get it up! <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we're going to end this episode. Izuku Midoriya has blue balls. I know, I've seen them. Or erectile dysfunction. <laughs> I don't know, who's your favorite character? You- oh wait, no, I know that answer. But they don't. <laughs> what is, what is um, let me see as I look into my Izuku Midoriya poster right in front of my eyes next to my Izuku Midoriya body pillow um, with my Izuku Midoriya phone Kaminari. case um, wearing my Izuku Midoriya with, shirt um, I was going to pull something out of my ass so I couldn't remember anyone's <laughs> names it's been a while <laughs> Um, I do like Deku, and I like Toga. Good. <laughs> Interesting. Because if you didn't, I have to fucking kill a bitch, so. <laughs> Toga's my favorite character. Um, I, I found myself drawn to a lot of the characters who are just kind of, like, kind of Toga style, where they're, like, insane, but, like, really Yandere. powerful and shit. Yandere. No, because I have two other characters. The term you're looking for is I have Yandere. two other characters that are kind of similar to Toga that I also really, really like. I think, I've, I think I have a thing for those characters. So my top three, like, <laughs> fictional characters are Stone Brothers have before Himiko Toga, and then from Assassination Classroom, Karma Akabane. And their, their thing is they're all, like, they're kind of on a spectrum, honestly. Sombra's very far to one side where she's, like, I'm very cool and collected, but I'm also super fucking powerful. And if you try to clap my cheeks, I'm going to clap your cheeks. I think that's kind of it's kind of cool. It's kind of wet and wild. Um, Karma is in the middle where he's um, very powerful and, like, calm and calculating and really intelligent. Um, but he kind of lacks a lot of, like, the tools and the drive that he would need in order to accomplish the things. Um, he's still kind of, he has a lot of, like, humanity attached to him. And then Toga's on the farthest side from Sombra, where she's very much, like... There's, like, one or two parts where you see her kind of calculating and cold, but she's mostly just, like, fucking insane and, like, will do anything and, like, will kill you and just doesn't give a shit. Um, That's my spectrum. (laughs) And I like all the characters from that. But I do... I I like Sombra, then probably Toga, and then probably Karma. I like Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) You're a furry. It's not a furry. That's like saying you like Pokemon and calling you a furry. Because no, I'm right and you're wrong, stupid. <laughs> well, you're <laughs> ugly. And if I once I start to make an impression on your appearance, that's when my that's when my argument exactly. becomes better. You're so right. Um, but overall, I would say that my hero is definitely a fairly good man. Right? Maybe not. Maybe not a a must watch, but I I check her out. I give it a six Have out of some ten. Cool I'd probably give it a 7 out of 10. I think it has some cool... It has some quality-ass merch, and it... Yeah, that's why I also got really into it. Because, like, I used to be really into, like, seasonal kind of indie animes, but no one fucking heard of them, and there was nothing out there. But... So I was kind of pushed into My Hero Academia because I was really desperate (laughs) to 
if I, I'm really involved with something, if a lot of people are involved with it, because I'm not going to waste my time if like I can't talk about it with someone. So I really liked My Hero for the reason that although the fan base is really a little, a little kooky, <laughs> a, little, a little quirky, a little um, quirky. <laughs> quirk, um, there's a yeah. lot in there. You can you can find something out there with My Hero Academia merch. Um, and also it's just a very visually pleasing anime to watch. Like you look at it and you're like, wow, like the quirks look really well done. It's very flashy. It's very fun. Um, but it's not right down now. The writing hasn't gotten worse, but it's gotten. I think it fluctuates. Really out there, and it's like what? Which happens with every anime, I guess. It happened with Hunter Hunter, where it was really strong. And then I got to the Chimera Ants, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, no. The worst arc in the series. Don't spoil which, it, yes, I'm watching Chimera Ant is my worst, my least favorite arc. Um, is the longest arc in the series. And there's, like, two characters that I liked that were introduced in that arc, and, like, one that I'm okay with. I won't say anything, though. Because um, you're still watching it, so... <laughs> All I'm saying is, I'm Hunter saying. Hunter... I'm a little late to the party. The same thing for, like, a hundred and something episodes in a row. It's kind of got bored of it or not a hard something but the camera arc did the same thing for like over 40 episodes in a row and it was definitely like i need a break but the last arc was really strong i'll give it that um uh, and i'm still working on the final final arc uh, which i could read the manga on but i kind of don't want to because i don't want to get to that point where like i'm starting it and then i'm just kind of stuck for multiple years because the creator's like i'm finishing it before i die i promise but I'm also like 45, and that means within the next four decades I'll finish <laughs> it. And it's like, all right, I don't really want to be stuck in a cliffhanger <laughs> for that long. Read the My Hero manga. I probably should. Manga's really good. I'm a filthy anime washer, so. Hey, how about it? And there's a lot of, I've been reading the manga, and it's like, there's a lot that they kind of yeah. left out, unfortunately. Like a whole arc for Aizawa. Oh, really? um, oh cool. yeah, Aizawa had a bunch of shit. <laughs> It's a little Dad sad. Zawa. Dad the Zawa. Oh, I actually messaged him on TikTok. Oh my god, so cute. His TikTok? The voice actor, the English oh, okay. voice actor, like, yeah. <laughs> like the Japanese one did, and I'd be like, um, that's scary. <laughs> TikTok seems so Americanized. <laughs> oh, did you hear the Bakugo voice actor kind of drama? It died, but it was it was what? still a thing. He like cheated oh on his wife. God. And people are really Stupid. upset. And because people kind of like related <laughs> that to Bakugo. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his voice actor is 100% yes. his character IRL. It yeah. should be held accountable. I mean, I people do that when they're like, um, when, when like someone sees like a character being played and portrayed by an actor or actress, and they're just kind of like, this is their character IRL, and they get like shitty looks on the streets and like yelled at and shit. And because like the character's like an asshole or something, it's like you gotta realize that the actor actress has essentially no say in what their character is gonna do and what they're gonna become, and they're just kind of fucking doing their job. Yeah, the end of that. Right, and that's also the same thing with like, the writers. any sort of actor that does anything villainous. Yeah. They suddenly portray that onto the IRL actor, and it's like they're just doing their job. <laughs> Get mad at the people who wrote it. They're not like that in person. <laughs> kind of stinky but that's where we're at um okay and so 
I wanted this podcast to be around an hour long, and we've hit around that now. So I think with that, I think we're going to end it here. So let me just say thank you for listening to the podcast. It's our first one if you're listening to it in the future and you just found it. Um, hopefully the quality's gotten better because we're definitely going to work on that. Um, <laughs> we're only going to go from here. <laughs> yeah, but thank you for listening. This was really fun to make, and it was something new that we're trying out that I think I could see us sticking with for longer. Um, and yeah. uh, if you have any like comments um, or like like comments like on talks we've said in our past that you want to like kind of have a discussion with us as well, um, throw those into our Discord, um, which we will. We'll create and link very soon. So don't just look onto one of our future videos for them. And we should link yeah. our Twitter. Um, and if you have any topics, you can also just throw them in the Discord. Um, and if you want to you wanna link your soon. Twink or anything, Shark, now's a, your Twink, <laughs> my twink. your Twitch. <laughs> You're my Twink. <laughs> um, but anyway, follow Sharkbait on Twitch. That's with an extra R. Um, I'll be streaming more hopefully in the future once I finish my PC. But I think other than that, I think we're doing yeah. good. So thank you for listening. And we hope you'll listen again. Bye.